0: okay, this is why women aren't able to reach that maximum energy and to reach that fit lifestyle because A, they're being told they're crazy. They're not getting to the root cause of any imbalances, but B, they're training according to a man's schedule. They're training in this sort of um, day in, day out grind and not paying attention to the ebbs and flows of our energies throughout the month. Once you learn it, and once you can understand your body and how you can make this work for you, it is game-changing, game-changing.
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey loves, how are you? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I am so stoked for you to talk to this. You're not going to talk to her. I mean, you can talk to her while you're walking. You're going to listen to her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I am part of a group and I was reaching out for some guests and, uh, this woman raised her hand and that must've been earlier in the year or maybe even late last year, to be honest. And we had a phone call, um, and like all busy women, we have lives and she's growing her companies and growing my companies. And so, um, we knew we we're going to have a great conversation. I knew I had to have her on. And also like life just takes time. And I share this and I share this and when I introduced her, I share this because it's so, so important that you hear this. You're going to learn so much from people in your lives. Like I learn more from the conversations I have and the epic relations that I have than in any book. Okay. But not every relationship can start right away. Not every conversation gets to start right away. And I think it's important that we keep that in mind. So you don't take things personally if a conversation doesn't happen or if it gets canceled. And then you are intentional. So I have an intentional list of people that I'm like, this someone is someone I really want to be in my life. This is someone I really want a conversation with. This is someone I want to connect with. And then I make sure that I reach out from time to time. And so I'm so stoked because um, I was on this, um, this guest podcast and I really hope you listen to it if you haven't already. Um, and not only are you going to love this podcast, is it going to just enlighten you on so many things. Ladies, this is for you. Our guest is Jenny Swisher and she is 100% a woman on a mission and passionate about hormone health with women. And she is really diving into to find out different ways that you can make it easy for women to know about their hormone health, to be in control and to use that for themselves. So here's what's so exciting. You're going to listen to all this amazing wisdom and this story from Jenny Swisher right now. And I want you to truly listen to her beat action items, especially the last one, please, 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 please ladies, please. And then I really want you to take stock about the things that you are doing. Track things in your lives. Have intentionality around these things. Try not to excuse your feelings or things you want away. Please. Because you cannot be it till you see it <laughs> if you are just kind of floating through and just letting things happen. That's not how it works. We have to take some action. So listen to our action steps at the end. Listen to these amazing words from Jenny Swisher. I'm so glad I got to have her as a guest for you. And I can't wait to hear how you use these actions in your life. Hey, be it listeners. All right. I am really thrilled. Um, this woman and I actually talked many, many moons ago. And because when you are busy women rocking things that you have in this world and um, have important people in your lives, sometimes schedules can, get, can take a little while to have these important conversations. But what I'm so stoked about is that that just means we get to have she and I get to have more conversations together, which is really cool. And I say that because I think it can be really tricky when you meet someone and you want them to be your friend or you want to connect with them, you want to network with them, and it that it takes a while for that ball to get rolling, you can get a little frustrated. And what I will say is having been on our guest podcast, let the time take it and stay consistent and keep showing up and it will it'll be what it's going to be and so here without further ado let me actually just get her on Jenny Swisher is here um and I am so stoked to have her on I I'm really thrilled that our paths have crossed thank goodness for the
0: groups that we're in so Jenny will you tell everyone who you are and um, what you're up to these days absolutely well thank you for having me on I've been listening to your podcast here these last several weeks and I love the vibe that you put out into the world and the message that you're sharing. Um, I hope that women, especially listening to this day, will come away with something. So my name is Jenny Swisher. Um, I started a sync digital course in 2020 focused on women's hormone health. So uh, basically, that's my story. And and I'm sticking to it, right? I have a struggle that started in my 20s, having to do with chronic migraine and hormone imbalance that led me into this journey of self discovery and really becoming my own best doctor. And I looked around as a, as a personal trainer and a nutritionist, and I saw this need with other women out there who were struggling and they were being told their testing was normal and what they were experiencing was normal. And I thought, no, this isn't right. We need to intervene. We need to educate women on their health their especially their menstrual health and how to really get to the root cause of issues for them. So I launched my course in 2020, I have a podcast now called Sync your life, which you were on just, uh, we just interviewed you last week. So it'll be on here soon. Live, but I, yeah, I love this journey that I'm on because I'm meeting so many women out there who always tell me that they wish they had known this information years mm-hmm. ago, and so I feel like I'm really s- sort of like living into my purpose I'm, I'm following this calling to really bridge the gap between the medical community and um, functional wellness and really getting people on board with a more functional approach to their health.
1: yeah, I love this, and I also love the timing of this because we um just had on um, one of our guests. Uh, talking about women's health and our importance of ha- being an advocate, and it's exhausting to be an advocate for yourself, but you have to do it. And and I love the, the specificity of yours because I do think that it's if we should have known when we were probably fourteen or thirteen. Like when you're when you're watching those videos about your cycle, it's probably like, and here's all the different possibilities, and here just just so that it's not fearful, it's not this negative stigma that we have around it, and then it's easier to know that you have to sync things and that there's uh, there's so much more possibility out there for all of us. You started your course in 2020. What kind of was the impetus for that? Because I feel like taking on the idea of like, I'm going to do a course that requires a lot more than just passion and an idea.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So as I mentioned briefly, you know, in my twenties, I started experiencing chronic migraine. And when I say chronic migraine, I mean, I had consistent pain. If I woke up in the middle of the night, I still had the headache, um, for two and a half consecutive years. And so I was referred to Mayo Clinic, Diamond Clinic. I was referred to all these different specialists. I saw a total of 14 different neurologists and specialists. And I had the world's gamut of testing on my brain and my spine. And, you know, I even saw chiropractors and all different types of experts in this field that were like, everything's fine. Everything's normal. We're not sure why you're having these headaches. And I knew deep down that there was a reason. And I just had to get to the root of that reason. But I unfortunately spent a little bit too long sitting in the, in the waiting room of of a doctor's offices, hoping for my doctor house is what I like to say, looking for that doctor who could, who could say, aha, you have mold in your gutters, you know, and that's the problem, you know, I know I remember that show everyone,
1: if you don't remember all this show, Like the doctors would like sneak out of the hospital and like break into people's (laughs) houses to find out, oh, you use lead paint and this one thing. And that's the thing. And with my health conditions too, I was like, there's got to be, there must be something here. here." (laughs) There's going to be a doctor that finds it. And so I totally understand. Like you go down that rabbit hole, like, and you hold off for it. But there's like also maybe because of that, that hope or because of that fixation, you might miss what is actually right there in front of you.
0: Absolutely. And I kept thinking that I kept thinking, you know, this just came on. My husband and I got married at an early age. We were high school sweethearts. We got married right out of college. And almost instantly after we came home from the honeymoon, I started experiencing these migraines and then they slowly became daily and like I said, I found myself in multiple doctors' offices and super frustrated because I was spending a lot of money, a lot of time. I was trying a lot of different pharmaceuticals on myself. I felt like a human guinea pig. Um, I did, you know, I was I w- I would go into hospital settings for overnight stays for IV drips that were just simply trials, like drug trials, mm-hmm. to see if things would work. And so I finally was, um, you know, to give you the sort of high level version of the story. I I was on a walk with my yoga instructor because yes, I also tried yoga during that time. You'll try anything. I did chiropractic, Pilates, yoga. I did. Um, like I said, uh, acupuncture, like everything possible. If someone mentioned it, I was like, sure, I'll try it. Yeah. And through that journey, I met my yoga instructor who is now one of my very best friends. And, um, she really was a a respite for me during that time. She had a family member who was also struggling with migraine. And so it felt like I had somebody who would listen and who she knew somebody that was going through something similar. And it was so good for me to have that outlet instead of just always dumping it onto my husband or, or, you know, my family. Well, and also and to have so someone
1: be- like you just said that understands, because I think, I think, thank you for explaining that you had like these two and a half day long migraines. I think people think, oh, I had a migraine. Or sometimes people say, I have a migraine. They just like throw it out there. And it's like, yeah, people don't realize that like when someone actually truly has like migraine, like it can, this is debilitating. Like this is taking over your life. So you really yes. do need someone who actually understands that. Someone
0: not just like, okay, like you have a headache, like it's a hard headache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, so I was on this walk with my friend, Jen, and um, I was at a breaking point. I was at that point, I was carrying painkillers in my pocket. I had sort of mm. resolved myself to this idea that in order to get through each day, I was going to have to just take the painkiller as a preventative thing. Mm. Like I was going to have to wake up every day and just take this painkiller. And she said to me, you've got to, you've got to stop doing this. Like you've got to, you've, you've got to find someone else. Like I'm going to refer you to my, my friend. She's a functional medicine doctor." Perhaps that can be an answer, or maybe she can connect you to the right person. You've got to keep trying. It really was sort of like, you know, I, I felt like I was almost on a ledge and she was talking me off the ledge. Like, you can't give up. You've got to be your own best doctor. You've got to keep advocating for yourself. And so she referred me to this functional medicine doctor. All of this was happening at the same time that another friend had introduced me to home fitness. Um, I started with P90X, the old school DD <laughs> program. This, this is, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago. It feels like forever ago. And I just thought at that time, and it's only going to make sense probably to people who've dealt with chronic pain issues. Sometimes the only way to escape the chronic pain is through a distraction. And for me, the the exercise was almost as painful as the migraine. And so it was like, it was, it was putting other parts of my body into focus when I was doing a workout or holding a wall squat. All I could think about was the wall squat. And I wasn't thinking about my headache. And so for me, exercise became my relief. It became this thing that I really looked forward to. And it started with that home program. So all of this was happening at once. I started seeing a functional medicine doctor. I started exercising more. I started getting into nutrition and I really sort of, the doors were opened for me, I guess you could say to this idea of proactive health, as opposed to taking medications to treat my symptoms. What if I really started looking at my lifestyle? What kind of food was I putting in my body? What was my sleep like? Um, really, you know, the term biohacking was fresh back in the day, 12 years ago. And, and that term started popping up into the podcast I was listening to and really started surrounding myself in that environment. And so, long story short, um I became a, a coach with Team Beach Body, a network marketing business. And I started helping a lot of people, uh, building a team of health coaches and using our home fitness products at the time. This was 12 years ago. Worked my way into the top of the company for that. And my husband and I decided, let's take this to the next level. Um, and I said, I can't do anything else until I get these headaches figured out. And Mm -hmm. so thankfully, because of my functional medicine doctor doing the right kind of testing on me that no one had ever done before. And for her really taking the time to hear about how this pain was happening and patterns that were behind it and, and just having someone to listen, I started meeting the right specialists and meeting the right people that could tell me, Hey, we actually think your headaches are hormonally triggered. And so, um, that led to this idea of, you know, okay. I want to learn more about hormones then, because I don't feel like I really, I didn't understand my my menstrual cycle. This is when I'm in my twenties, my husband and I had gone off of birth control. And so I'm like, like,
1: which everyone, just so you, in case you don't know, in case you've never gone off, just getting off doesn't mean, okay. You're like, you just snap back. Like the body has been forever. Like, there are so, there's actually a book called like after the pill, I think, or beyond the pill. Um, and yep. then there's like, just if you, anytime you're doing anything hormonal to your body, it's going to take at least a hundred days for changes to be made. And oftentimes we're just like, you're just taken off of it. And no one like goes, just so you know, it's going to be a little weird
0: for a while. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Just get ready for the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. And so, but I didn't, I didn't put the two and two together at the mm-hmm. time. It didn't make sense right. to me. Of course. Now, when I look back, I'm like, well, of course I had gone off of birth control and my headache spiraled out of control. I never made that connection. Right. Yeah. And, 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 unfortunately I never had a doctor to ask that question to make that connection either. And so, uh, anyways, so we ended up, you know, getting to sort of the root cause of my headaches, which for me, people always say, well, what is it? Um, the root cause for me tends to be estrogen dominance, which is mm-hmm. when my estrogen is too high in relation to my progesterone. That's very common for women in perimenopause after the age of 35, not so normal for women at the age of 22. And so I really, once I started to learn what that trigger was, and I started to supplement accordingly to really help my body detoxify that estrogen and to eat the right foods. And um, I went on progesterone, bioidentical progesterone cream supplementation. Once those things started to happen, I, you know, I was able to eliminate all pharmaceuticals and really just focus on these nutraceuticals. And it was life changing. But I just want to mention too, that at that same time, it explained so much about our infertility journey that we were also on, and at the time, becoming pregnant and starting a family was not a priority for us because I was in so much pain. But it was also this sort of thing in the back of my mind that was like, "Gosh, I've been off birth control now for several years, and, why and nothing's it, happening. We haven't even had an, oops. yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly." And so, you know, and so I started thinking like once I started learning that the headaches were hormonally triggered, I really started to sort of dive into that. I started to dive into wanting to just be an expert on hormone health and really to learn about my own body. And I started to make these other connections uh, about our fertility, our fertility journey as well. So all of that to say that, um, it's been my story and it's been something that, you know, I always say that when somebody, you know, whether it's photography or whatever, whenever somebody gets into something, right, you can become obsessed with it to the point of. Become <laughs> becoming an expert. You know what you mean, I mean? And yeah. You would have,
1: but, and like because you became an expert, like that's like the so it only makes sense that you take all this information and you share it with the world instead of keeping it to yourself. Like I I yeah, you know, and uh like it is for every there's I know so many of our listeners are like, oh yeah, the hormones, like another another person who wasn't helped. Like, and I also know those listeners are like going, Oh my gosh, like maybe that's my problem. And so for those people, um, you know. What are uh, like for people who are like just thinking maybe this is what I've got going on? Like, where should they look in their communities for support? Like, what are the type of people to like type of titles to look for? Because obviously, it took a yoga teacher to connect you to a holistic
0: doctor. Like, who should they look for in their communities to maybe get the right testing? Well, the first thing that I'll say is thanks to modern technology, a lot of this stuff is becoming more talked about. So, there are podcasts out there, not just mine, but others. There are digital courses out there, not just mine, but others. There are Lots of things virtually that you can tap into to really start to learn about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're looking for somebody to work with, like if you're looking for a functional practitioner, I always tell people to start Mm -hmm. by going to ifm.org, which stands for Institute for functional medicine.org. You can do a search by zip code to see if there's a functional medicine practitioner near you. You can also do searches for things like integrative health practitioner, um, you know, naturopath, those types of things to really and I, and I would, and here's the bad thing is that I always tell people, I'm like, just because you find someone that has that title, does it still doesn't mean that it's the right doctor for you. Right. So one thing, one thing that I like to do, um, is I, I take with my course takers, I give them a list of questions to ask the doctor. Oh, cool. and a lot of times I'll tell them before you go to the doctor, um, have this sort of interview with the office, call the office and say, do you do this type of testing? Is this, you know, are, are you planning on testing me on certain days of my cycle? Like ask these certain questions that really sort of rule out the people who are not going to be working well. Um, yeah. And it, it shows you what they know, you know what I mean? And so that's something that I like to supply people with is just this, this idea of like, okay, how to find the right doctor. Yes. But how to weed out the wrong doctors too.
1: I love this. Actually, this is like so helpful. And, and, um, because we actually have done this with like interviewees, like people we've interviewed, like we'll put in depending on the type of job that we're looking for, like almost a trick question, not to like be mean, but like, if you have to pay attention to detail and you don't answer a question that has detail in it, then I don't want to read your application. I don't want to do an interview with you. Same thing goes with like, you can look up a police instructor near you. That doesn't mean they're the right Pilates instructor for you. So like there are quite yep. anyone you're looking for. You, you don't want to go, Oh, this is the person they are the Holy grail. It's like, go in, with some questions and make sure that they are the person who understands your issue. Like how many people have they helped with this problem? Um, have yeah. they seen this before? Um, or do they have like, um, one of my friends is a holistic doctor and she has a huge network of doctors that she can reach out to if a problem is not something that she's familiar with, or if she's exhausted all of her options so that she can either forward you on to the right person with all the information or get the support from them that they have from their expertise. And so I think it, it really does require like testing to see if the person you're talking to has a willingness to learn and a willingness to fight for your health. And you're not just another yeah.
0: person that they're seeing that day. Yeah. I think you have to be your own best doctor. And I think, but you have to go into the the appointment knowing that, I mean, I don't know about anybody listening, but I know for me, especially after I feel like I'm an expert in sitting in doctor's offices after years of doing it, <laughs> I felt like I got to the point where they were just going to, to diagnose or give me whatever I was leading them to. You don't know yeah. I mean like you're, you're leading the doctor to the eventual answer. And so The more hormone literate you can become about your own body and your own cycle, for example, in in, in the case of hormone health, the easier it's going to be for the doctor to make those connections or to really, truly help you. I find that most people don't have the awareness that they need, the self-awareness and the body awareness of their own body Mm -hmm. to be able to go and get a proper answer from a doctor. And so it starts with that. But then when you are in that situation, being able to, to, when you go into it, knowing like, this is how my body is supposed to operate. This is how it's supposed to feel these are the things that I've learned about hormone health and I'm not, I'm low in energy or I'm this, or I'm that, that then you can go into the appointment and say, Hey, I think this is how I'm supposed to be feeling, but instead I feel this way. What are some things that we can look into?
1: Yeah. And I think, so this is, this brings up something that like I find, I feel like it, maybe it's only in like Western culture, but what I've seen is most people are so disconnected from their bodies that they mm-hmm. don't even know how long they haven't felt good or that they that this has like, how long have they been sweeping under the rug until the rug is full and the rug is like spewing out the stuff. And then they're like, when was the, when was the last time you felt, didn't feel this? It's like, I actually don't know. And so then, especially for my situation with my stomach issues, I had thought something was like a stomach bug. And then I thought it was like food poisoning. And then it came and it just kept morphing. And because I got stressed about it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and because I waited so long and tried different things, I exacerbated the problem to them becoming multi systemic (laughs) so that my brain, I wasn't doing a good, I wasn't sleeping so that I couldn't actually create digestive cycles. And so then the stomach issues I had ended up becoming where I had no stomach acid, you know, so it became this whole thing because I had either waited too long, tried leading the doctors down a certain path instead of just like really just taking a high level view of like where, what's going on and what, like, as these things aren't causing each other, but these things are individual things. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if the answer is that every single day we should just all like otter into like, like a voice message into ourselves. Like this is how I woke up. This is how I slept last night. This is what I'm yeah. going to eat this morning. But it we kind of do so that you can see like, where did the pattern start? When did I start feeling yeah. like low energy? Uh, when did I, when did this bloating become daily? When did mm-hmm. these migraines become consistent?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it starts with, I mean, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. I mean, I think every single day when I wake up, I think about, I look at my aura ring stats. I look at, okay, did my heart rate recover? Well, did I, what was my sleep score for the night? And that sort of determines my day, right? If I had a terrible sleep score, I just came off of COVID. So my sleep scores haven't been the greatest, right? So I'm listening to that. I'm not going to push my body in a workout if my sleep score is terrible and i didn't rest well the night before so mm-hmm. it starts with that paying attention to how did i sleep you know am i am i eating enough especially for women i see a lot of women not eating enough like am i eating enough am i eating enough protein am i am i exercising in the ways that align with my energy which a lot of women aren't doing either right they're doing things like the elliptical or the treadmill nonstop as opposed to um mixing things up so i think that your lifestyle can adjust if you just listen you know yeah. the number one testimonial that i get from the women in my course and this I told my husband recently, I'm like, it's sort of sad that this is so commonly said, but so many women come into the course and I give, you know, like in the course, I give like meal plans. I give you um, customized fitness calendars to sync with your cycle. I give you the questions for your doctor and and supplementation to request and all these different things. And the one thing I hear from them is this course gave me the permission I needed to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. And I hear that so much. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, it must, I don't know if it's society or, or what leads us down this path of, of, of believing that we're crazy or believing that we shouldn't listen to our body or we should follow societal norms, or we should pound the pavement when it comes to our workouts or whatever it is. But I think there's peace and in, in, in saying, okay, well, how did I do How did I sleep last night? What was my day like yesterday? And paying attention to that day to day so that you can then make the decisions on what's going to give me energy. Well, At the end of the day, it's about the energy. And I think
1: so. I, I I would love to know what we were all told to stop listening to our bodies. But the other thing is, is I think what's very fascinating is women, especially like men's hormonal cycle is very different, and so their workouts can pretty much be the same no matter what day of the week it is. They can they mm-hmm. don't have to like they don't have they they can actually do their hit classes three days a week and then whatever like they whatever their body wants it's fine. Whereas I didn't know this. I worked in gyms. I worked with some of the top trainers in the world who studied all this physiology and no one said, Hey, just so you know, when you're on this part of your cycle, you should probably be just doing low impact stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you're on this part of your cycle, depending on how your body feels, you can do double dose workouts. You could do these things. And I was like, when I found this out only two years ago, I was like, Oh, so I don't actually have to feel bad that I don't feel, I don't have the energy to actually do that workout that I did Two days ago, because I'm not supposed yep. to. I'm not supposed to have that. And so, what ended up happening was, as soon as I started doing my workouts based on my hormones, I yep. started seeing way more impact in the workouts I was doing. They were way more effective, more efficient, and it felt good in my body. Like it really felt good. <laughs> yep. so I didn't. I didn't feel like wow, that workout just
0: took me out for the whole day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I started learning about cycle thinking fitness, um, I I didn't want to believe it because I had been this. I mean, P90X was where I started essentially, you know, I was following this calendar day in and day out without realizing that it was, you know, it's a calendar designed for men. I mean, fitness in general, we t- we talk about all these different things as it pertains to periodization training and um, even with with nutrition, things like intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets and all these things. And what people don't always realize is that the research for this that's been done has been done on men. Um, and I follow Dr. Stacey Sims out of Australia. She's fascinating. I've, I've taken her course. She has a a viral Ted talk on this topic, but she talks about how when researchers were asked why they, why they don't study women when it comes to fitness and nutrition, their answer was, well, women's hormones make them too complex to study. And so instead women have just followed suit to the the male exercise patterns Mm -hmm. or the the diets that tend to work for men. And, you know, to kind of come back full circle to one of your original questions was how did the course come about? When my husband and I, we had a, a personal training studio for five and a half years And I was training people and I was following this 90 day transformation theme. I was bringing people in for six days a week of training. We were, we were working on different muscle groups, working on that muscle confusion. And when I was doing that, I had about 50, 50 clients. I had 50% men, 50% women. And I always like to say the men would always come in and do the workouts, but they would never, almost never follow the nutrition, right? They would just cook. They would eat whatever their wife cooked for dinner or whatever. They didn't follow my nutrition plans. The women, however, would come in and they would say, I'm following your nutrition plans and I'm coming in six days a week and my body isn't changing.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: when I started to experience that as a personal trainer, um, and I had my own story with what worked for me and my headache journey and my hormone imbalance, and knowing that most women maybe feel off or have low energy, but they're being told they're normal, all of these things sort of started coming together. And I was like, okay, this is why women aren't able to reach that maximum energy and to reach that fit lifestyle because. A, they're being told they're crazy. They're not getting to the root cause of any imbalances. But B, they're training according to a man's schedule. They're training in this sort of um, day in, day out grind and not paying attention to the ebbs and flows of our energies throughout the month. Once you learn it and once you can understand your body and how you can make this work for you, it is game changing, game changing.
1: How long would you say it takes? Like if someone is very diligent, how long does it take for them to kind of see a pattern in their in their body? Is it like a three month thing because, you know, or is it is, can you find out in a couple cycles? Like how
0: long are we, are they having to wait until they can see the patterns? Most women will tell me after the first 30 days that they, that everything that they did in the last 30 days made sense. So in other words, for example, I have a woman who just recently said, you know, Hey, I'm following your, I, I get, like I said, I give calendars. And so she's like, you know, I have a 30 day cycle. I'm following this calendar. And I thought today I was going to go to the gym and take this exercise class, but the calendar said I needed to scale it back and do a yoga and an active recovery. And so according to her cycle, right. And so she's like, I listened to that and I went to the gym anyway, and I didn't do the class, but I just went off into this open gym area and I followed this yoga routine. And she's like, I feel so good. Like she felt so good coming out of that class, out of that yoga, um, that she was doing as opposed to, you know, the, the hard grind workout that she was going to do and the live fitness class that she was going to do instead. So they, they start to almost prove it to themselves because they follow the, they follow that calendar and they're like, Oh yeah, this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, and soon enough, soon enough, they start to see this. Of course, this is what I should be after that first month. Right. Then they know they come out of that first period that they have. And they, they start feeling that estrogen rise and they're like, I'm ready to push harder now. Right. I've had the active recovery. Now I'm ready to push harder and they start to get into that rhythm and when you get into that rhythm, you can't go back, you know, so this is so true, because um, so I have to film
1: about 10 to 12 workouts every month. And when we had set up the week to do it, the team was just like, OK, it takes us this time, much time like they worked backwards from when it had to go up. So they're like, this is your filming week. And I was like, OK, so I'm doing it and like. You know, I was like, I freaking love my job. Like, I love what I created for myself. I love my members. I love everything. I freaking don't want to do this right now. And then I'm like, is something wrong with me? Do I not? Like, why don't don't I want to do the thing that I love doing? Like, I love Pilates. Oh, because it's literally the wrong week for me to be on camera. Like, it's like one hundred. There's like literally a week where it's like, I want to be by myself. I want to be inward. I want to (laughs) be retrospective. So it's not even that I can't do the workout. It's that I don't actually want to be on camera doing the workout. And so as soon as we switched, when it happened, not only is the workout the right for me, it also was the right time for me to be out (laughs) and about doing it. And Mm -hmm. it is such night and day difference when you actually like can figure that out for yourself. And so for me, um, I, you know, I, I do like a CrossFit type thing with my dad and my husband and we go three times a week. And so when it is, um, the type of week that it's like, this is not really what my body wants to do. I don't care if it's for time. How much time do I, can I take? Can I take 45 Mm -hmm. minutes to do this? I'll be the last one. That's fine. I'm not usually, but I will, I will go slower. I won't pick up the heaviest weight. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick up a little bit lighter weight. I'm going to give, I'm going to listen to that so that I can still be here with my family, but be honoring what my body can actually do in this moment right now. And so that takes a lot more, a lot of courage. I definitely was like, (laughs) is people going to pay attention? No, they don't care. No one's looking to see what weight you picked up. They don't see that you picked Mm -hmm. up a lighter weight. They don't see that you're going slower that day. Like no one's actually paying attention to you. And so it giving yourself that permission to do it a little bit less, give yourself, or what's really cool is when it is the time that I can go harder, I just go harder. I'm like, I'm not, I don't even care. I don't care if I'm the first one done by 10 minutes. I'm just going to, because it is um, freeing to know that information yeah. that like now is the time to like turn it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And you feel it. Yeah. You feel it within you. You know, you feel that energy go up and you're ready to push. Yep. What are some other things that um, a hormonal imbalance
1: might look like? So you, for you as migraines, um, for other people, it, it's like frustration, crankiness, you know, yeah. irritals, irritation. Like what are some things that people
0: might not realize could be uh,
1: from a hormonal imbalance?
0: Yeah. And I always like to tell people, you know, that for me, it was a, a very um, I would call it severe manifestation, right? Like I was able to I've had the migraine every day and I had to get to the cause of what was going on. Not everybody has severe symptoms. So not everybody will have a migraine every single day, right? Or or menstrual cramps every single day. But they start to see uh, again, it comes back to that energy. I the thing I hear the most is I have trouble getting out of getting out of bed in the morning, or I feel like I'm crashing mid to late afternoon and I have to rely on caffeine. To get me through the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Whenever I whenever I start to hear things about energy, I start to really my ears perk up because I say, okay, something has to be off. Um, most likely from a hormonal perspective. I teach in my course and and on my podcast. I teach hormones through analogies because that's how I learn. Right. I, I probably never would have, um, you know, medical school would have thrown me off if it was too textbooky because I want to learn everything as, as as visually as I can. And so for me, I like to teach women that your your hormone system, your endocrine system is like a four legged chair. You have four legs of that chair. And what happens if I saw off one of those legs? So let's talk about it. So if you have four legs, you have your sex hormones, you have your cortisol, which is your stress, your thyroid and your blood sugar. So if I was to saw off even just an inch of, let's say your blood sugar leg of your chair, what happens to the whole chair? It the whole you. chair, be- Yeah. The whole chair becomes wobbly. The foundation that your chair sits on. So the floor that it's sitting on is your gut health. So the first thing that I like to talk about with women is, you know, what, what are your digestive What's your digestive health? Are you going to the restroom every single day? Are you going multiple times a day? Are you uncomfortable? Is there bloating? Is there gas? Is there cramping? Like, what does that look like? Because we want to address any sort of gut imbalances or the gut microbiome first. But after that, then we really take a look at, okay, let's see what we, if we can figure out which leg of the chair is the weakest, which one is causing the issue. I will tell you that you asked what symptoms do I see most? I would say the majority of women are suffering from, as a root cause Uh, either blood sugar instability, or what we would call adrenal issues, which is a cortisol response issue, stress, right? Mm -hmm. Stress, sleep, that sort of thing. Those are the two most common um, issues. But like I said, they can sort of pull on the other ones. So for example, in my case, right, I'm I am um, my sex hormone, uh, leg of the chair was the weakest, my progesterone was not producing itself in my own body without supplementation without help. So but because of that, it pulls from my cortisol um, in order to operate. And so what happens is then I don't sleep. Then I start having night wakings and I start having a a sort of a more severe stress response to things, right? Like the whole chair shifts. And so, um, you can get to the root cause of, of that pretty easily through testing that is unfortunately not done in the most, in the average doctor's office. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's not talked about either. And I, I hope that in the next 10 years, this type of testing is is common, I hope every woman is getting it from the time they're in their twenties until they are entering perimenopause and menopause. I agree I think like well, first, I think more and more people are
1: asking for it like they're they're getting
0: more acutely aware
1: that like when they say we ran a panel, it wasn't a full panel, <laughs> and right. they're also getting it's more and more people are understanding that like we actually don't know what the range should be for you we yep. <laughs> they did a test on like. I don't even think it was a ton of people. It was like, I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand people is not a lot. And then they took off. It's like the Olympics. They take off the bottom two and a half percent and the top two and a half percent. And they go, this is the range that that mm-hmm. should be. But we don't know how many men were in that test, how many women where the, like what that is, where you need to be based on like the lifestyle that you have and like what you're doing. And so like when I was told everything was in range, this other person who actually did like 200 tests my body, he's like, Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're, you're in range by one point on your B12. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I have seen people like go suicidal on this. Like that is not like, that's not, you don't want to be that low. Like you actually want to be up here. Like he's like, you were, he's like, yeah, sure. You're in range on vitamin D by one point. Like I, he's like, I should have you in the hospital. You're so low on these things. Like this is not okay. And so, yes, it's, so it's really important that we know, but I think also more and more people are becoming aware through the works of you and other, other people out there that like, there are more tests to be done. And I think if the more people are being told, you can be advocate for yourself, you actually can say, I need to have these tests done. It would make me feel really comfortable if I have them done. And you can actually go to a different doctor. You can't. Like now yeah. I know insurance in the, in the US is freaking nightmare. <laughs> I am in mm-hmm. the nightmare of it and it is hard, but we have managed to figure out within the network we're allowed to be in, like, like we've been able to find people who will listen to us and- yeah. And it, and that is a job and it's annoying and it's frustrating, but we get this one body, we get one, you know, so we can't just brush it off and go, okay, well, this is just the life I'm going to, this is just how it's going to be like that. You don't, you all are here with such an amazing impact you can leave on the world. And if we don't have your energy at the normal levels, if we don't have you sleeping the right way, we don't, then you can't be the person you want to be ever. It's not going to be possible. No matter how many books you read, no, how (laughs) many podcasts you listen to, it's just not going
0: to work. Yeah. I like to say normal is not optimal. And Mm -hmm. so just because your range is falling into the normal range, just know that that range was determined by a broad pool of people, like you said, Mm -hmm. and it's not determined by what's optimal. And so if you really do the research on what is the optimal range for D3 or for vitamin D, what's the optimal range for vitamin B? What's the optimal range for progesterone to estrogen ratios, right? Those types of things. When you, when you really dig into that, a lot of times you see actually my results weren't normal at all. They might've been falling into those, into those wide ranges, but they're not optimal. And that's what matters. There's a huge difference in your energy between normal and optimal. Um, The other thing I'll say is especially, you know, I mean, I'm, I have two young kids. I have an almost six-year-old and a two-year-old. And I see this happen so often that women especially will, they know that their energy's off. I like to say that they know their check engine light is flashing, but because we're women, almost everybody else comes first, right? Our kids come first, making sure that their lunches are packed and that they have their doctor's appointments and that they're taken care of. And, and sometimes we just think, oh, it's just me, right? Like I just have low energy. I just need to go to sleep earlier, or I just need to do this, or I'm just not doing this. And we put the blame on ourselves, even Mm -hmm. though deep down, it's like, no, there could be something functionally going on and you have to make that a priority. You have to make it a priority to sort of number one, be, you know, be your own best advocate and find the right person who will listen to you, but also do the research to know what is optimal for me. Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh, we could keep going forever. I'm gonna have to have you back, I'm sure. I think I'm gonna have a panel because I've had so many different women experts on here. I think we just have to have a whole panel. <laughs> can just bring all the minds together. We're gonna take a brief moment, we can find out where we can follow you and listen to your podcast and all the other things. All right, my coffee lovers.
3: species of fungi. Cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine, packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah, I'll use it in the afternoon.
1: We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a
3: thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And
1: the black coffee is like All right, Jenny. Where can
0: people get to know more information, like dive in deeper with you? Yeah. So the first thing that I'll share is that I do have a free hormone imbalance quiz. So if you want to take a free hormone imbalance quiz to see if your symptoms could mean hormone imbalance, you can go to syncthatjennyswisher dot com, s y n c dot dot com. I can give you the link for the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want to hear more about me and the, the digital course that I offer and my podcast, you can just check out jennyswisher dot com and I'm on all social media at Jenny Swisher.
1: Amazing. We'll have all those links down below. So it's really easy. You can let y'all, if you don't know how to work your phone, you just swipe up the show, just go. And then there's the notes and you can just click on the links. (laughs) We were talking about this today with our team. I was like, oh, I always click the show notes links. And my producer and my husband, like you do. I'm like, I'm not going to remember the URL. I'm on a walk. So I'm just going to click the things, email it to myself. (laughs) look at it later. (laughs) So use the show notes. We put
0: time into those so that you can make it easy for yourself. That's right. We, people do spend a lot of time on those.
1: (laughs) Okay. Be it action items, So bold, executable, intrinsic or target
0: steps people can take to be a telecia. What do you have for us? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say, especially as it pertains to your hormonal health is track your cycle you're only going to really understand the bigger picture when you realize that you are most likely not the textbook. So track your cycle. There's lots of apps out there that are being there. We have one that's actually in development right now for launch in January, but there's cool. tons of apps out there that you can, you can find tons of resources on, on that, or you can even just be pen to paper. You can also just write down and journal your cycle and not just when your period starts or um, cervical mucus, which is really important, but also paying attention to those signs of energy. When am I feeling like, When are the headaches coming on? Am I getting crampy around a certain time of the month? Am I, am I low energy at certain points of the month? Because that's going to help you if you do that functional testing to compare and say, oh, well, this makes sense because this was low when I was low energy, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, number two is find a functional medicine practitioner near you or even someone virtually and get the right testing done. You can also do, like I said, whether it's my course or someone else's course and really just sort of do the legwork that unfortunately we should have been taught back in middle school, like really start to understand your menstrual cycle and what, what should be happening on a month to month basis. And that'll help you get a better picture, especially when you're comparing that to your own journal. And then number three, and this might be a little bit, um, I don't know, off, off the beaten path, but I I think this is a super common issue that I see with women. And that is make sure you're eating enough. Uh, A lot of women are not eating enough of the right foods and they complain about things like carb cravings or they wonder why they're adding on the excess belly fat or the weight in the hips and thighs. And a lot of times it comes down to blood sugar regulation. And so if we look at, are you eating enough, especially are you eating enough proteins and fats, you need all three macros to survive and thrive. So if you're cutting anything out, um, you're most likely gonna be finding yourself binging or, or craving those things. I find when women increase their protein, You want to be consuming at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 130 pounds, you need at least 130 grams of protein per day. I assure you, I have to focus on it to make it a priority for myself. So I assure you that most women are not coming close to that number. So if you start to do that, you'll start to actually see where you're not craving the junk food and you're not craving the other things because your body is finally satiated. Doing that alone can stabilize your blood sugar. And like I said before, it's one of the most common issues for uh, hormone imbalance. So if you can really stabilize that blood sugar, track your cycles, find a practitioner who can do this type of testing, you'll be on the right path for sure.
1: Oh my God. I love all of these things so much. And you are correct. I heard that protein thing too. And I was like, oh, well, how much protein am I getting? And I was like, I thought I was doing pretty good. Cause it's in every meal, no, I wasn't even close to like 60% of my body weight. And so I was yeah. like, okay, well, how do we get more intentional? How do we do this? And we even have my father I know we're talking about the ladies here, but like my dad has been trying to, he's 70 and he's like, I don't really like like this extra weight. If I had had a little bit less of it, it wouldn't hurt my knees as much. And what did his trainer say? She talked to a holistic doctor and she said, make sure he is eating enough protein. (laughs) She's like, I would like to get him. If he wants to weigh this much, I want him at this much protein a day. And he looked at us. He's like, how am I supposed to do that?
2: (laughs) And so we're like, here's a list of
1: foods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. Oh, well, we could talk, um, all day. You'll have to definitely let us know when your app is out. We would love to share that. I am a big fan of like anything that you can really truly track that makes it like easier for you to figure this out. It is life-changing. It is so freeing in your be it till you see it journey. If you can go, Oh, these are the weeks that I can go take action. And these are the weeks that I'm like, probably going to want to look at the action I took (laughs) instead of taking Mm -hmm. more. Even that simplicity is so freeing. So Jenny, thank you for your knowledge, your expertise, for your time. Everyone, how are you going to use these be it action items in your life? We want to know. So tag the be it pod, tag Jenny Swisher. Let us know, share this with a girlfriend in your life. Share this with a dude who has women in his life. Um, The more we can all be aware of it, the faster we can change the way the world works as far as women's health and hormonal health. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mundal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Prodroso, for editing all the video each week so you can.
3: And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.